On today's episode, we are going to take a look at Apple and the most recent event and see what that means to investors. So this episode is going to be broken down into the following. First, I just want to take a quick look at at their recent earnings. And the reason we want to do that is for the second part of this video. Since we're going to take a look at the event and some of the new products that are coming out, we want to first understand where that revenue is collected from Apple and how some of these new products will affect the future growth for the company. After that, I want to take a quick look at the financial numbers, see how this company is expected to grow in the upcoming years. And at the end, I want to give my overall thoughts on the company. So like always, if you are new to my channel, if you are a long-term investor, if you'd like to learn about growth stocks, make sure to hit that subscribe button. To all my returning viewers, thank you so much for the support. It truly means a lot. And like always, if you guys want to get in contact with me, YouTube comments, Twitter, you can find me on Twitch, you can find me on my Discord channel, or you can find me on Jose Naharo. But remember, all the information that I provide here is free and all of this is my opinion and should not be taken as advice as I am by no means a professional. So make sure to talk to a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. So let's get started. And one more thing, if you are a new investor or looking for a new broker, right now I have a link in the description if you want to join Webull and we both could get a free stock. So make sure to check that out. So Apple right now is sitting at $115 and it has a market cap of $2 trillion. This is insane. If we take a look at year-to-date performance, this company has returned about 54% to investors. So congratulations to all those that are long within the company. I'm pretty sure if we take a look in the past five years, in the past five years, this company has returned 307%, way better than investing in the S&P 500. One thing I do want to mention is this company did peak at around $134. So right now it's seen about a 14% correction since its peak in September 1st. Uh, and, and we've all seen that that correction with all the tech stocks. We saw a nice pullback in some of these tech companies giving us a better valuation, a better price point. So let me know in the comments, did you guys purchase any right now in the, in the correction? Are you guys planning on purchasing any at the moment? Or are you guys waiting for a bit more? All right, so now let's take a quick overview of Apple's most recent earnings, which were reported July 30th of 2020. So about a month and a half ago, um, which is not that long ago. For quarter three, the results were amazing. The revenue were up 11% compared to the same time last year, and it was a total revenue of about $59.7 billion. Now let's try to understand where that $59.7 billion of revenue came so we can understand how this event will help out Apple. So revenue breakdown out of that 59.7, 26.4, so close to half of the revenue comes from the iPhone sales. Then we have iPads. iPads are $6.6 billion, a little bit over 10%. The Mac is about $7.1 billion, again, a little bit over that 10%. Wearables, home, and accessories are 6.5, a little bit over that 10% of total revenue. And services makes up $13.2 billion. So that's close to 20, a little bit over 20% of the revenue. So we can see 50% of the revenue right now in their most recent earnings came from the iphone 
Then we have about 10% from the iPad, another 10% from the Mac, another 10% from wearables, and about 20% from services. So those other products make up another 50% of the revenue. Now that we see where that revenue is coming, I also wanted to take a look at how, what kind of growth this, that revenue segment is seeing. So remember, this most recent earnings was quarter three of 2020. So what I want to do is compare that nine months of the quarter to the same nine months last year to see where that growth is coming from. Are we seeing any growth in any of those segments compared to the same time last year? So we can see last year, the iPhone in the first nine months of, of the year, it made $109 million. For this nine months of this of this year, it made $111 billion. So we're seeing a small growth in iPhones. Then in the Mac, in the Mac last year, in the first nine months, it was about $18.7 billion. This year was $19.5 billion. So again, a small increase, it's still growth, but not, not that big in my opinion. Next, we're going to take a look at the iPad. The iPad for the first nine months last year were 16.6 billion. This year were 16.9 billion. Here it, it barely moved up. I want to say it's more flatline. Now we get to see the juicy ones, the ones that are really growing. So wearable homes and accessories last year for the first nine months were 17.9 billion dollars. This year for these first nine months was $22.7 billion. So there was a huge growth in wearables, home, and accessories. The second place they saw huge growth were in services. For the first nine months last year, it was about $33.8 billion. This year was $39.2 billion for the first nine months. So we can see these two products, wearable, home, and accessories, and services are the ones that are really increasing this revenue growth for Apple. So if we're seeing any products that match these revenues, I think are the ones that are going to help Apple continue that huge growth in the upcoming quarters. All right, so now that we understand where that revenue is coming from, let's take a look at what products Apple is releasing. So the first two products they mentioned were the iPad Air uh, and the iPad. And Apple says the new Air offers 40% performance boost over the previous model. And the iPad Air starts at $600 and will be available next month. The second is iPad 8th generation. The Apple says that the device has a 40% faster GPU and two times graphics improvements on the prior model. The iPad is twice as fast as the top selling Windows laptops and three times the top Android tablet and six times Chrome's book. That's obviously Apple's claims. So we can see the first two products were iPad products. And right now we took a look that yes, iPad products make a nice portion of revenue, but it's not that much of a growth compared to the same time last year. So to me, these are nice products that will help the company grow, but not something that I'm really looking for. The next thing is Apple One. So Apple One is this massive Apple bundle. So this is a service here that includes iCloud, Apple Music, Apple TV, Arcade, Apple News Plus, and Fitness Plus for $15 a month for individuals or $20 a month for families. Now this one, if I was an Apple investor, let me say this, I'm not, I'm, I don't have an Apple position. So I'm just talking right now based on the numbers i see but if i was an apple investor this would be a product i would be very excited because one in the previous year we saw a huge growth in services so this is is going to be something that comes in the service revenue growth 
Another thing we see here is Fitness Plus. Fitness Plus is Apple, uh, Apple's new service, which adds new workouts every week with interactive features between the workout and the watch metrics. So this is pretty cool. If you have an Apple Watch and you have this product, it, it helps you. It, it has some great interactions between the workouts and, and your watch, and it tells you how you're doing. I think that's actually a pretty cool feature. Um, and the videos work on iPad, iPhone, and Apple TV. So it's pretty cool to see Apple entering this market as well. And this Fitness Plus, right, it's also another service that, again, investors should be pretty excited about because it's this portion that revenue is, is seeing that huge growth in. Right now, the classes don't seem to be live. Um, and right now, Peloton, Peloton, Peloton did respond to it and said that, hey, they welcome the competition in this market. I wouldn't say this will be a Peloton killer um, because you can have multiple applications in, in the market world. Uh, so I don't I wouldn't consider this a, a Peloton killer at the moment. Next, the iPhone. Unfortunately, Apple did not do an iPhone reveal, but this is understandable because earlier in or earlier because in the most recent earnings, they did mention that there is a delay on the iPhone. And Apple is actually pretty smart with how they how they deliver content. They, for example, all the products that are announced in this in this event are products that are gonna be coming out soon. So there's no point in having an event for the iPhone when they're not available yet. So I'm pretty sure once we get closer to that delay, um, to when the iPhone will be delayed, we will see an iPhone event. The next product that they talk about are the Apple Watch series. And these series are, are very good for, they all have like heart rate monitors, compasses, gyroscopes. The Apple Watch Series 6 will even have a blood oxygen sensor. And right now, due to the whole COVID-19 situation, reading the blood oxygen sensor, um, your blood oxygen levels has become a, a new normal. So I, I think this is pretty cool that they've included this. And again, it's gonna push people to upgrade to this series. And it shows that the reading takes only 15 seconds before you get some form of results. And they also released lower cost models. The Watch SE is the newer lower cost model, which is two times faster than the Series 3 and includes an accelerometer, heart rate monitor, compass, gyroscope, motion sensors, and fall detections. So by saying all this, by adding all these new equipments to the SE and saying it's two times faster, it's going to push those people that have the Series 3 to purchase at least the lower cost model. The Apple Watch Series 6 starts at $400 and the SE will sell for $279. Both are open for pre-orders today and they launch Friday. And they do have financing available for the watches. And to me, that's actually pretty crazy um, um, that they have financing for, for such a product like this. But again, it, it's whatever makes Apple grab more customers. And I do believe this is going to grab the attention of more customers while they just buy the while they buy these watches and only pay a monthly at a monthly rate. All right. So now let's take a look at the future growth for Apple. So Apple within the next three years is expected to grow its revenue 7.1 percent uh, on annual basis. So this is, doesn't mean every year will grow 7.1% for the next three years. It, this year might be like 11% growth. The next year might be like 7% growth. And the year after that will be about 5% growth. To me, this is not a true growth company. And, and this is to be expected, right? Apple right now has revenue of over 
a hundred of over hundreds of billions of dollars so you wouldn't expect a company like this to continue to grow in double digits but right now what's great about apple is it's still growing at some decent levels 7.1 percent on annually average for the next three years and it is also growing its earnings right now it's a, a profit monster it's a cash cow it's paying dividends to investors so i can understand why investors are very excited about apple now let's take a look at their at their balance sheet so a- apple right now has debt of about 112 billion dollars it has cash and short-term investments about 93 billion dollars like i mentioned normally when i take a look at companies i don't like them to have a lot more debt than cash but right now like i mentioned apple is a money maker so to me it's understandable if they have a little more debt than cash this is not something i would really freak out about all right so now my thoughts about this um the event i think was pretty cool we did see new products in in, in segments that were seeing huge growth in apple's for example the services and the um and the wearables two products that are, are constantly growing and they release new products for the both that I do believe will grab more customers attention and will allow that acceleration of growth. Like I mentioned for me, I am not an Apple shareholder at the moment. And to be honest, after this, I do believe things are looking good for the company. I personally am not gonna be an Apple um, an Apple shareholder. And to me, that's okay, right? I don't need to have every single winner for my portfolio to good. And the reason I do these videos is sometimes some people just want to get the information and I also want to continue to learn. So now I want to do a quick look at the valuation to help me with my thought process. Right now, Apple has a forward PE ratio for 2021 of 29.96. Many people would say, hey, this is a lot higher than normal. But yes, we are. The reason, one reason I do believe or PE ratios are a lot higher than normal is because the risk-free rate is very low right now. Normally, when forward forward PE ratios, um, normally the forward PE ratios are are kind of corresponding, are kind of inverse to the risk-free rate. So right now, right, risk-free rates are in all-time lows. So when they're all-time lows, not many people are going to go and purchase bonds. Not many more people are going to go into into savings accounts because they're barely growing any money. Instead, they go into the stock market where they believe they will have better results and better and better returns. So with the increase of people buying there due to the decrease in low in low risk rates, we see an, an expansion of for PE ratio. And I think that's what's happening here because right, we can see Apple's right now for PE ratio is closer to 30. And right now I want to compare it to Microsoft. And the reason I want to compare it to Microsoft is they're both money making cash cows right now with decent growth and a huge, huge company. Forward PE ratio for Microsoft right now is 28.5 for 2022. So very, they're kind of very similar levels. Microsoft, in my opinion, is a bit cheaper right now. And personally, I would like investing in Microsoft, but just because I would like investing in Microsoft, I'm not saying Apple is a bad investment. If I did want to get into Apple right now, like I mentioned, Apple is almost at an all-time highs. So if I did want to get into Apple, how would I do it? I would do it just how I do every other of my positions. 
I would dollar cost average every week. I would, if, if I was bullish on Apple, I would buy on a weekly basis and build my position over time. Some weeks I might buy high, but some weeks I might buy low. And this helps me from timing, from timing the market. Like for example, September 1st, imagine if I went all in on Tuesday, September 1st, and then the stock price dropped about 14%, that would be something that would hurt. But imagine me buying on a weekly basis. I might've bought high on Tuesday, September 1st, but hey, maybe next time I bought low on September 7th, September 8th, about a week after. So then those dollar co- that's where dollar cost averaging begins to take place. And it helps me build a position over time. So that's it for today's episode. Like always, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to hit the thumbs up, guys. It truly helps the channel. Take care and let me know what are your thoughts on Apple right now.